Hello, and welcome to the Inovi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergelski. And Jeff, this is the month of October. Outside of Halloween, is there something else going on in the month of October? Uh, I don't know. Besides our football teams imploding? Um, well, um, I think it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month, if I do um, recall correctly. As um, Actually, I know for sure because... I owe our marketing team a uh, a blog about um, cybersecurity. So it is cybersecurity month. So did um, because we probably aren't um, sufficient in discussing this topic. I'm assuming you brought in some help on this podcast. Oh, yeah, I brought in I brought in a big gun, brought in uh, one of our newest members to our customer engagement team, Trish Bucati. Welcome, Trish. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. We're, we're glad to have you. And. Uh, and when you think of cybersecurity, I think of fishing. Like I like to go fishing, but not that kind of fishing, right? It's uh, uh right. it's 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 crazy. We get, I, you know, it, we at Anovia get phishing emails all the time. It's crazy some of the stuff we get. So we're we're excited to have you on here. And you've been with the team for how many months now? You're a senior member. Senior member, yeah, since June. So I've been here a few months already. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your yourself and your journey to Anovia. Awesome. Well, sure. I started uh, back at the NAVA user groups back in 2010, and that's where I met the Anovia team. Um, we had a great partnership back then. Uh, and then I moved on to a company called FastPath, which does security audit and compliance for all the different Dynamics products. Um, I was the chief marketing officer, and then I led the alliances team there. So we did a lot of work um, with security and our customers. And I was ready for a change, and Anovia was the first place I wanted to go. Great. We got her to come to the dark side, Jeff. That's right. And yeah. she stayed this long. So, like, we must be doing <laughs> something right. <laughs> I heard if you yeah. stay three months, you're good. You'll be there forever. Oh, it's true for me. <laughs> nice. 14 years. And, and when you say cybersecurity and security in general, I mean, is that is that a pretty broad statement or is that just... I mean, we're dealing with ERP systems and, you know, and the clients are getting attacked on all other different ends. So maybe you can tell us a little bit when we say uh, cybersecurity, what does that mean? Sure. Cybersecurity is where we're more thinking about, like you mentioned, the phishing attacks, um, all the different um, ways that people can gain access to your system from the outside. Um, then there's also the internal controls, right? The application security within Business Central to make sure people don't have too much access. But I think today we're talking more about all the outside access to your company's data. Okay, is that is that is that common? I mean, I'm just I'm not being sarcastic, but I, I mean the statistics. No. I yeah. can't imagine. You know, it just my God, I got 20 calls in four hours today on my cell phone from a guy named Spam Risk, and uh, <laughs> 20. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yeah. it's just it's crazy what's going on out there. It really is. I did some research just for some updated statistics, and what I found was between 40 and 60 percent of small businesses last year had a cyber attack. So that's a pretty big number. Wow. Um, and about 25 of those were phishing attacks. And I know I mentioned I had just been here since June. One of the biggest things that they do is they go on LinkedIn and find the new employees, and then they text you and they email you like they're the CEO. Um, so Alan Wine has contacted me about 16 times since I've been here to ask me to buy gift cards for him. So. He must really want some gift cards, but, <laughs> you know, it's a wow. scary thing. Uh, and it's, believe it or not, there are many people that fall 
for that. I've actually had an employee before fall for that and it's a little scary, but th when they go after the new people, they're sometimes too new to realize that maybe the CEO wouldn't be contacting them to buy him gift cards. So, so onboarding call with new employees, that's so, I'm making a note here. That's a good, <laughs> yeah. that's something yep. good to bring up, right? Good. The CEO is not going to yep. ask you for a gift card. <laughs> right. He, he will never ask you to stop what you're doing and buy a gift card. The pre-sales engineer may people. be different, right, Jeff? But not the CEO. Right. <laughs> not the CEO. I'm always asking for gift cards. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I think that um, the other couple big ones are data breaches and then malware attacks. Those are the top three that seem to really get the different companies. So when you say phishing attack, you know that those are like normally just those are emails, correct? Yep. So we uh we worked with one of the big audit firms and back when I was at FastPath and they did um, phishing tests with their emails or with their customers. They would send all their employees like an email. Their top one was they sent an email saying there was free mulch available and like 65% of their employees clicked the link to get the free mulch and it was a phishing test. So, right, if you make it enticing enough, people are going to click those emails. So. Yeah, I think that... Um, that you know we have um we've had our own um uh, our own stories here that i think we've referenced before on the on the podcast about how um you know donovan got um in the you know um got almost swindled um and if it was um not for the incompetence of the uh, cyber attackers they would have had like 30 or 40 thousand dollars of our of our money um so it's you know it's just it's easy um to fall victim to it and i think that's part of what um you know because i think back to boy this was um three or four years ago at the um, Microsoft Partner Conference or what's now Ignite, where, um, you know, they they started the conference with the um, keynote talking about how do, you know, how do companies like um, Microsoft keep their customers safe in a um, threat landscape that includes um, sometimes um, state actors you know you have you have countries who are now attacking um businesses and um and organizations it's not just the you know it's not just people sitting in a uh, um a russian or nigerian cyber cafe that are um um trying to get in it's it's actually nation states so um so microsoft is you know done a lot in the last few years to try to um protect um their customers data and obviously you know that's um that is important especially when we're asking our customers to uh, make the move um and put their erp in the cloud um we've had you know five or ten years ago uh we would have pushback from customers um, that you know wanted to didn't trust their data outside of their four walls and we tried to make the point that um you know, you you can't do as good a job as um, Microsoft can, or as many of these um, Amazon, the, the web providers do to um, to protect your data. But it is true that you know, from a attack surface, um, certainly you are um, 
your data is, is um, looks more appealing when it's part of a, a giant uh, Microsoft data breach. So, um, so in my preparations for this and, and doing some research for my blog, um, we're just coming off of this week was um, the the 2022 Microsoft Ignite um, conference, which had a partial um, in-person um, attendance, um, which was new in the last uh, over the last three years. But um, Microsoft's head of security. Um, had had started her um, um, presentation with two different um, metrics. And the first one was uh, in terms of the number of password attacks per second, um, not on like on average in the last six months, 942 average um, password attack attacks per second somewhere in the world. And, you know, I mean, that could be um, trying to get into my Inovia password. Um, it could be Steve um, forgetting his password and entering it six times um, and getting kicked out. Um, but it, uh, but it, so, so that number where it just, it seems like a lot in a certain sense, but it's actually um, the, the um, trending of that number is it's more than double what it was just a year ago. So um, <clears throat> part of what's, what's difficult about cybersecurity is that the, um, uh, the the threshold to get into um, being a hacker is now so ridiculously low. I mean, you can you can Google a few things and and get some exploit kits that you can run against people's firewalls and um, uh, to figure out what network um, uh, what networks are open and and so it's just so much easier to hack than it used to be. Um, so these tools need to be um, so much better. So so that's just talking about general data and then um, but I think an important piece of any um, organization's overall security is you know what Trish started to speak about and that is like um, once you get in um, what can you do and 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 how can you um, reduce that risk so um, I you know spend usually it's not a very exciting part of the demos that I am um, that I do but I spend a few minutes in the security and permissions but uh, I guess Trish um, just wondering kind of what your thoughts are around that and if there are things within the ERP um, that you can do short of you know I think obviously um, developing some sort of plan around auditing and and you know how do how do companies sort of figure that out what's appropriate do they need to buy software to to help them in that space or what can they do yeah i think one of the biggest things um, that would really help is managing your segregation and duties within five business central right or nav making sure that people don't have access to complete two sides of a financial transaction so if you have the ability to create a vendor and pay that vendor, that would be a risk, right? Because Steve, you could go in, make Jeff a vendor, pay him, change the vendor name back to somebody else, right? So if you're not watching those kind of things, someone gets in with your password, now they can do a lot of damage within the system as well. Um, those are things you can do that manually, or you can buy software to help you um, either way, but really trying to lock down people's access because um, organizations typically lose about 5% of their revenue every year to internal fraud. So that's a big uh, number. I, I think um, also the the other, the second data point that, um, that uh, Microsoft head of security brought up in her presentation mm -hmm. was that once an ex, uh, once you're in an organization, it only takes um, a hacker an an average of an hour and 42 minutes to move laterally within that organization. So just to your point about 
you have one user account compromised, what can they do um, in that hour and 42 minutes that uh, that, you know, they need to understand the lay of the land? And that's sort of the interesting thing about um, about sort of our data breaches at Inovia over the over the past several years is that um, once they get in, like, you know, they 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 watch email, they spoof an email inbox so they understand um, yep. who the CFO is, who the CEO is. Um, who the idiots are like me that would fall for the um you know so they they understand all that by watching and moving laterally within the organization so to your point about uh, segregation of duties that's an important one absolutely and i can't think of the big company right now but one of the large companies had a cyber attack and they took over slack and they put in the general slack channel like right on the hacker and everybody thought it was a joke started interacting with them <laughs> the it team is not very happy but you know like that's it think about how easy that is if you get into someone's slack now you can send a slack to steve and say oh i need you to change this you would think it's one of your own team doing it so right yep exactly or yeah requesting like we raise a credit limit for a customer and then exactly yeah yep. approve a, an invoice or something it's yeah that's that is uh scary sounds stuff. like a slack hack Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Black hat, I like it. So that's like a Dr. Seuss cybersecurity reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you just brought some good points, yeah. right? Like you could be on Teams and somebody could sign in on Teams and say, hey, I need this. And yeah, it's, right. you know, Trish, you said 5% of the annual revenue. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of big companies out there that can be a lot of dollars. Yeah. And sometimes for a big company, it might be a rounding error, right? But if you're a small yeah. company, Losing five percent—that's a pretty big number, right? Oh yeah. So, to you at least, yeah. So scary stuff out there. So what? On what Jeff was talking about. So is there like best practices? Like if, if you're a smaller company and you're growing, and you know yeah. you finally you finally woke up and said, you know, people want to kind of get into my business and steal things, right? Is, right. Where would you direct those people and coach them on what to do for cybersecurity? Yeah, I think there's a few things you can do. The first one I would say is multi-factor authentication, right? Say maybe, you know, if you just reset your password, make sure it's also texting you or calling you as well. Because that way, if they had access to your email, they might not have access to your cell phone to, to catch that call. So I think everyone should have multi-factor authentication on. But I think the second biggest thing is just training your employees, right? You know, we got an email the other day here at Anobia showing a phishing attack. I think it was directed at you, Jeff, right? The credit card one, right? But, you know, like I said, I had I did have an employee that fell for that and bought some gift cards and just had no idea, right? And so we then had a rule, no one will ever ask you to buy a gift card, right? So just training them, making sure they know not to click on attachments. Um, you know, Anovia, we have a new um, support ticketing system, which changed a little bit of our invoices. And the first one we sent out, I had a customer immediately write us and make sure she didn't want to open the attachment you know, because it was different. So obviously a well-trained employee there, um, you know, and then the next, next thing would be a really strong password policy, right? Like so many people use the same password for everything, or I'll use this for all my work things and this for all my banking. Well, if somebody gets that one password, you know, so using something like LastPass too, so that you can have those really crazy passwords that make it much harder to get into the system would be a good thing. Um, I know, and then I think another thing is just making sure you're doing software updates when you're supposed to. 
there was a iPhone glitch or a security breach the other day, a couple of months ago, that had they got in, it would give them full admin access to your phone. Well, how many of us have our work email on our phone, our teams, everything else, right? So I think really staying up to date on your software is a big piece of that too. And then just making sure you're backing up data because it's great if you're in the cloud, but if you're not, you know, if somebody hacks into your system, you want to make sure you have a backup to pull to restore everything from um, so you don't lose all your data too. You know, I have to talk to people, they're like, oh yeah, we back up every six months. Well, God forbid you get hacked tomorrow. <laughs> you just lost six months worth of data. So I think those are the biggest things you can do, um, you know, that are pretty easy to implement. None of that is hard. You know, there's also software you can buy, but I think those few things would save off a lot of attacks. Yeah, I would agree. I think that um, we all like number one, um, if you're not using like I'm not even sure, Steve, do you remember when we had to start um, using our phones to log in because they enabled multi-factor authentication? It's probably like two years ago, maybe. Um, yeah, and at it, least. Yeah, it, it just seemed so inconvenient at the time, but that is the number one thing you can do to protect yourself. I like I had a. Um, I mean, I like playing in the uh, in the um, IT cybersecurity space. I, you know, live a little more dangerously than um, the average user, and so like I had um, someone who was messaging me actually as Donovan. Um, so this would age it a few years before um, Alan was our CEO. But I had someone who messaged me on an Inovia. Um, um email and this guy was even clever enough to say like hey jeff it's donovan i'm messaging you from um my personal account because i'm trying to do something um and surprise the um office staff and i don't want them to see my email and then went through and i immediately like knew it wasn't although the gmail account that they had created was was something similar to something donovan would create i mean it wasn't like a donovan dot lane it was like a cabin something and um so anyway they like i figured the best thing i could do was um um because there's not much i'm going to be able to do other than report it internally and um so i just started wasting this person's time as much as i could <laughs> like oh like how many how many do you want me to get okay well you know i have to and i would just type ridiculous it was it was entertaining to me it was actually happened on a friday and i'm like you know i've got to go um i'm going to go um, take a fish fry over to my mom's house and then it'll be and I had all this detail about like you know so it'll probably be about 745 or 746 before I can get to Walgreens but I'll, and anyway then like the guy would message I'm assuming he's a guy would message me like two hours later and I'd say oh I'm sorry I had a really bad stomach ache I you know I would just and, and I had it going on for like uh, until like Sunday, he finally gave up. But um, so so there's um, there's that sort of um, uh, way to uh, to have some fun at their expense. But but honestly, um, I have I've my my daughter um, fell for a um, getting her Instagram, which you know if you're in that uh, um, in the your early twenties, that's um, probably as um, valuable as your credit score. Fell like yeah. fell for the the um, trick where someone sends a uh, hey, can you just click this link and forward me the code and it was like a you know a link to reset her password and foolishly she thought it was a friend of hers that was sending this um 
and was trying to reset their own password and they needed the code. So lost access to it. I was trying to negotiate with this guy. Um, I do negotiate with terrorists. And I was like, after like, it was after like two weeks. So he had been burning her account, sending out the fake like um, crypto stuff that he was trying to generate, like sending, posting stuff on on her story as her, which she would never post. And, um, and, and so it's like you've already used her account you've reached out to all her contacts you've got the dumb ones like her um that made this mistake like so so just give me back her account like i'll send you a i said i'll send you a 50 dollars amazon gift card just like let's let's give me back the account and they wouldn't do like it was just they wouldn't do it and and um and, and so when you know like how those things work it's 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 interesting but it is kind of scary that in um, our global economy, it's worth some people's time. I mean, they don't do this because like it's they do it because it's successful and they make money. And that's just on a personal level. So when we take it to a corporate level, um, you know, these mistakes get um, compounded from a financial standpoint um, that uh, that I saw numbers that said 40 um, percent of small businesses reported um, losing more than ten thousand um, dollars from internal use um you know people just misusing the system and um and you know when you kind of do the math on that and how many small businesses are there and you know extrapolate that through larger businesses it's a tremendous amount of money every year that uh, that would be great for uh, for our customers not to deal with absolutely you know my mom had a church so the gift card scam somebody created a spoof email for the priest and send it to all the parishioners saying oh, we have boy. people that are in the hospital and we need gift cards. And thank God I had told my mom about my experience before, but you wouldn't believe how many of the parishioners thought, oh, that's so nice. The priest is doing this. And they all bought gift cards because <laughs> they're all older, you know, they didn't know. Them, so mm-hmm. they get creative. Yeah. Um, I would just, you know, in, in terms of then the uh, um, last year, I spent a lot of my, um, my free time, um, working on um, certifications for uh, Microsoft security around Office 365. There is, um, as you said, Trish, so much that you can do that's that's free or included in your Office 365 subscriptions. You can turn on multi-factor authentication on, you know, a $5 a month exchange plan one SKU. You don't need any services around that. That's just a, an authentication method. A lot of people get confused because there are a lot of security um, and compliance offerings in the Microsoft 365 suite that um, that do cost money, but they really, um, you know, from a and and it's certainly understandable from Microsoft's um, perspective, they should give away as you know as much security stuff as they can because it behooves them to keep their customers safe and their data um, um, safe because even though there are separate tenants and you know there's a um, separation there it it benefits everyone but um, so so a lot of what you can do and and I'm going to be including that in um, just in in my um, October blog that about what you can do that's included in office 365 that doesn't um, cost any money um, through the basic small business um, SKUs as well as some of the enterprise SKUs but then um, Microsoft in an initiative um, just announced this week um, at um, Ignite that uh, they are um, in starting November 1st, and I assume we'll have some marketing information that goes out to our customers, but they're offering a 50% discount on their um, 
defender um, endpoint P1 and P2 SKUs, so that um, which is sort of the you know the SKUs that allow you to con, um, to protect um, mobile devices, and um, so you've already got all of the stuff going on with um, within Office 365 in terms of identity protection and governance and compliance, and um, and then on top of that, you know, you've got the Microsoft suite of tools like Defender and Endpoint Protection that allow you to protect the devices, so that if you know some you have the ability to pull data off of devices that uh, that are stolen or misplaced, and so um, I think that's a that's uh, a it's a timely fashion you know when i went through to to see like um when when uh i think it was joe um the one-handed bandit reached out to me and said um that it, that october was Cybersecurity month i thought like who decided that that it was that and it turns out that it actually was the um cyber security and infrastructure um there's Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency of the U.S. government that declared October um, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So, um, and and Steve, there is an important line um, in the. Uh, and, and actually, you know, like when at a, on a national level, um, you know, our government was like saying, hey, we all have a role to play in this, because as we told stories about um, our moms, daughters, um, our own company, like everyone has a role to play in cybersecurity. Most of us, you know, it's just being um, it's being vigilant and, and looking and, and always being a little bit um, suspicious of everything that you um, that you see online because um, and, and you know, unless it's coming from someone, you know, and even then um, who's to say that they're um, someone, you know,'s account hasn't been cracked. But um, but I think the line from the uh, the um, cybersecurity agency director was, um, I'm going to read this, to build a more resilient nation, everyone, now this is what I like, from K through gray. So see, I'd be gray. I don't know, like you can be, you can be K, Steve. Um, everyone from K through gray has a role to play. Um, and so I think that's, uh, um, you know, that's important um, for organizations that, uh, that they look at it the same way. It's not just like, you know, it's not just IT's responsibility to kind of um, idiot-proof our systems so that we don't make any mistakes. It's we all have to be be vigilant, and in a lot of cases, I think um, you know we can do that. Um, we can do that just by you know taking a little bit more time. I think the email that went around this week from Tony about phishing was like. Um, you know, mentioned like just take take a minute. Um, the the phishing attempts usually have some sort of urgency built into them because they don't want you to take the time to to kind of either reach out to the person who's asking for clarification or they just want you to act on it. And uh, I think if we all um, take a little bit of time, a uh, and and um, you know just to to sort of be vigilant about those things, that that's where it starts. Steve, you've never been uh, you've never been hacked. I can't uh, I can't believe that. What about that one time at the uh, user group meeting in Cleveland where your phone was blowing up? Didn't that count as a <laughs> Trish? I sent him a uh, I, I sent um, I turned on during I think this was during like election season of 2016. I turned on a, uh, I, I turned I had access to his email so I could do it, but I, I turned on a notification for a uh, Power Automate that that emailed Steve every time there was a um, tweet about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. So he got something like 47,000 emails in like 30 16 minutes or something. No, I was like, 30, awesome. my, I looked at my inbox and like, what just happened? 
<laughs> he was calling me from like the hotel room like next door like jeff my phone is like will not stop dinging and vibrating what did you do <laughs> that is awesome I love nice. that. well i you know these are it's good conversation and i think you know trish so onboarding is important in training because you know I'm, when i got onboarded and when we most of us got onboarded we probably didn't talk a lot about it back then now I mean, do you see a big gap and a hole for a lot of companies like early on with employees or what would you recommend to them for, for a, training yeah. program, a training program? Because I think a lot of times companies think, oh, we're so small, we don't need to worry about it. Or, you know, that happens to bigger companies. But those hackers sometimes like to get the smaller companies because it's easier because they're not training their employees. Um, but even if you just did a once a month, 30 minute session with your employees and just highlight some, you know, recent phishing attacks and different things that they can do would probably make a big difference. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a big ask. If you think about it, like a monthly meeting or a resource for 30 minutes, I get it. It's important. Right. And yeah. And I, I, I do think, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with the texting and, and, and it's, wow. I mean, that's that's a big number, I think. I, uh, so so we need to do one, Jeff, every every month now, a monthly meeting, take up half our call. Okay. Yeah. How about at least an email <laughs> once a month with just some latest trends, right? Just something to keep it top of mind for everybody, because I think you do it, people remember it, and then you kind of forget yeah. about it, right? So. Right. Well, I think it's great. I mean, it's that uh, if that's best practice, and, and Trish, this is important. I think you know, it's we, we probably need to do that more because right. it's you know uh, on that. So uh, what. Uh, I know we got a few more minutes left here. Um, what other things that you think would be good for our listeners? Um, maybe new trends or, you know, like I know we talked a lot about them, but, but if, if you were, if, if somebody called, an owner called you up and said, hey, you know, I, I want to implement a program on there, uh, you know, for, for their company, uh, you would start with kind of what we talked about, like the two-factor authentication, you know, and, and is there yeah. certain software packages or what, what would you, where would you go with that? Honestly, I think most of it you can do without adding any additional software, right? I mean, everybody should have something running on their laptop, whether it's Windows Defender or some other software like that. But the simple things are the biggest things, but multi-factor authentication, the strong password, right? I mean, I used to have the same password for everything. And it was like, let me in one, two, three, four. Uh, then I got smart and it changes for everything. But I think people tend to just truly reuse, like, I don't want to have to remember a lot of passwords. So, And if you use the same password for everything work, if they get into one thing, they now have access to everything. Even if you're using single sign-on, right? If they have that password, they're in. Um, so I think those are the two biggest things. And also just making sure, you know, looking at that um, iPhone, you know, issue the other day, that's a big thing. Like, Inovia doesn't, isn't in charge of our phones, so we all needed to be responsible enough to do an update to make sure that people can't get in and have access to all of our things on our phone, too. Like, our do, working now in teams. Do you feel a lot of people think they're phone safe? Like, they can't hack a phone? Unfortunately, yeah, probably. I think most people think that. And so, uh, updating true, the right? iOS on the phone. Yep. Is there a software like I have McAfee on my phone? Yep. A security because I have it for my personal computer. I I'm, right. I'm hoping that helps. <laughs> it it's a pain sometimes, but you know I, I have it on there. I just I feel that if somebody gets, you know, when you said they get full admin control of your phone, 
because a lot of people like I think I got about you know, a, a few passwords stored on my iPhone, right? That I sign into accounts to pay yeah. bills or stuff, and so they would have access to all mm -hmm. that information. Is what you said? Kind of what I kind of got from that. Yep, it was a really big security breach that they had, and there was like a huge thing. Everyone go update your iPhone right now because uh, your iPhone, your iPad. Like you said, every password of mine is saved in my phone. So don't steal my phone next time you see me. But there. <laughs> Where's my phone? Oh no. Do you log it into my bank? No, no. But you know, I I mean software is helpful and there are things you can do, but honestly, I think just doing the basics is a big step and a lot of people don't even do all of those yet. So starting there is a great starting point. So anything you'd like to add before we uh, end the podcast? Number one, if you don't have multi-factor authentication on, just turn it on today. That'd be number one. So make sure you do that. Great. That's it. Well, Thanks for having me. It's like two celebrities here I get to hang out with for 20, 30 minutes. No, uh, one and a half anyway. Three or four. Just a couple. Uh, you are a celebrity, Trish, and, and we are happy to have you on the team. So thank yeah. you for uh, being here today. Anything else before we wrap up, Steve? Not that I could think of. You can find us on Anovi.com. And Trish, I take it you're on LinkedIn since you were the first one <laughs> right when you got hired, right? <laughs> yep, <laughs> I am. And so how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to have a discussion with you? Oh, sure. It's uh, tbacuti at anovia.com, B-O-C-C-U-T-I. Or you can just find me on LinkedIn and uh, rate me that way, too. Well, great. Thanks for thanks for uh, joining Jeff and I and this, Jeff, thanks this for podcast. Having me. You're welcome. This podcast is over. <laughs>